Hi. Trent, my son, who uh, was a financial advisor and I was a financial advisor, have had conversations the last two days and talking about the stock market. And the word that keeps coming up is liquidity. Um, and having been both in the stock market for times, we understand that if you're going to buy stocks, you need money to buy stocks. And there is becoming a lack of liquidity. And to put it into perspective in your life, it's costing you more to fill your car up with gas. It's costing you more at the grocery store. It's costing you more at everything that you do because of inflation, because of shortage of goods, because of supply of goods. The demand is high, so the retailer raises the price. Uh, I was just at the Porsche dealership having my wife's car serviced and I walked into the showroom and there were no new cars. There were none. Uh, and I asked the, the salesman who came out to help me and I don't know what he thought he was going to do because he didn't have anything to sell. Um, what's happening? And he says, we just don't, we can't get any cars. And those that we do, we're only a delivery service. The buyer bought a $150,000 car online and uh, Porsche made it, shipped it to us. And we just call and say, come pick up your car. So liquidity isn't there because the, 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 the salesman isn't making any sales. All he's doing is delivering cars. And so I'm looking at it and saying, how is this going to affect the stock market? And then I, I look at the other point of liquidity is that as interest rates go up, Apple's cost of servicing its debt goes up. So, but, but Apple has all the cash in the world. Yeah, but they were they were buying back stock and they were doing mergers and acquisitions and acquiring more people because they could borrow money at such a cheap rate. So they were growing their business. But now that interest rates are going up, maybe they're not spending as much money on mergers and acquisitions and buying back shares. So the liquidity is shrinking, even though there's a lot of money, relatively speaking, it's shrinking. So how does this affect the stock market? And can we look back in history and gain some awareness that says, okay, I understand what's happening. Now what's going to happen next? And what is, what is it going to take to turn this around. Because this is not the first time this has happened. Uh, we've had, we had the dot-com bubble uh, where prices got over exuberant because of demand. Uh, we had the, the subprime crisis where real estate got out of line because of the demand and the overabundance of money through bad lending practices. So we've been through this before the question is, how are we going to get out of it this time, and what is it going to take? And that's what I want to cover in this video. What's it going to take to turn this around? We've got a lot of things going in the wrong way, 
and the market is reacting accordingly. Now, we've had in the last two weeks a bit of a spike up, but I'm not so sure that's just not uh, a reaction that is having to happen as we come to the end of the quarter, which will be the end of this week, and the hedge funds and the mutual funds needed to get their books in line. I'm not so sure that isn't what's happening, but let's talk about it a little bit more. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. So we had a boom in 2020. Then what caused that? Well, we were all sent home uh, saying that we could be infected by this virus. And then the government came to our rescue and sent us $9 trillion. Yeah, they sent us $9 trillion. The year before, they hadn't sent any money. Uh, they, the debt went up $1 trillion the year before. But in 2020, they sent $9 trillion out. And it came to the form, in the form of checks to us and to businesses to rescue us from this disaster. And where did that money go? Well, when it always ends up where it trickles through your hands and ends up in somebody's hands who don't need it to put a roof over their head and food on the table, and they're bored at home, so they buy stocks. The, the retail stock market just exploded. And we had an, an increase as a result of the $10 trillion that the government put in. And that surge in price on the stock market thus had nothing to do with the value of the stocks, but the abundance of money. And as a result, there are a bunch of SPACs after SPACs after SPACs who came forward and said, give us some of your money, give us some of your money. And we had more SPACs come to market as a result, and we had over-exuberance, and the market exploded. And then we go into 2021, and reality sets in. The form of reality is the government isn't sending the money out anymore. The amount of money dropped from 10, 9, 10 trillion to 2 trillion. And I'll show you this on a chart in just a second. And what happened as a result of that? Let's go to the chart and I'll show you. Okay, for those of you who have been to my channel before, you recognize this as my trading view. Uh, chart that I subscribe to and I suggest you subscribe to. You'll find a link in the in the uh, description. What I did was something a little different. You have you've all probably seen this before, and I I track here um, the QQQs, which is representative of uh, the um, the Nasdaq 100 because that's where I invest. That's where I think technology is, and that's where uh, I think the, the best dollars are. I've added something. If, if you've been here you for, you know, before, you know this green line represents our national debt. What I did, it used to run kind of in a straight line. What I did was go in and put in what the national debt was on a year-by-year -year basis. And you, that, so this line has now become jagged. I then put a trend line again 
against the, the QQQs and said, okay, it was following this trend until we reached this point and the trend dropped down as a result of the subprime crisis. And then this new trend line went and it stayed in pretty, pretty good parallel with the national debt. And then you're going to see that here in uh, 2020, our national debt from roughly 20, what is that, 07 up to 2020 was running in relative, it was growing rate basically at a rate of about a trillion dollars a year. And then in 2020, it grew at a rate of $9 trillion a year. That's right. Uh, the Trump administration uh, threw out as a result of the coronavirus to save us from, from the disease that was about to capture the world, $9 trillion. And look what it did to the stock market. It took, first of all, it took it out of its, that's the red line, its trend line, and just jacked it up. Okay, and you can see it, it skyrocketed as that $10 trillion came into, into play. But what's happened in the last year is we've only increased our debt, only I say, by $3 trillion. So as a result, the market became, became out of touch with this parallel that it runs relative to the national debt. And as you can see, it's way up here, and we actually crossed that green line. You can see the only time else we crossed the green line was back in the dot-com bubble. Even when we had the, the craziness of the subprime crisis, we never got near that green line. But now we've crossed it. And now you see the market has reacted and tried to find its way back to it. I'm going to move this one so that, um, let me see if I can do that. There. So you can see it came down, but it never really got close to its relative to position of the national debt. So what does this mean? I'm not sure. Do I believe much as I saw back here in the, in the subprime crisis, it got way out of whack. It came back and then it came up. Is that what we're seeing now? This comeuppance, is that what that is? Does that relate to this? Are we then going to see a crash that came down this much further? Are we going to see this line now come down and get below the money supply line so that we can get in another parallel that runs like that? I don't know. I really don't know. But I, I'm cautious of it. So then the question becomes, okay, when we did have this double, double dip, if you will, actually a triple and a quadruple dip, what got us out? What turned this thing around and put us on a new upward path? Well, it was right there. That's what it was. It was e-commerce. And then what took it even further was the social media and the mobile phone. And then we got into the EV mode. So what's now going to re uh, rescue us from this potential double or quadruple dip? It's going to be healthcare or health cure. It's going to be supply chain. It's going to be alternative and energy. And then it's going to be a, a reaction to 
the Russian situation, a reaction to inflation, interest rates. So now let's look at where we should invest and what we should expect to happen from here. Okay, so now we know where we're at. Now we know that the government funded the rally. Now we know that the market got out of touch with the money supply and the money supply is not being replenished at the rate that it was. So what is going to bring it out of this downturn? What's going to bring us back into the climb? Well, the same thing that brought us back at the end of the uh, subprime crisis and the dot-com crisis. Technology. Technology is going to bring us back. It's all based on what's called Moore's Law. Moore's Law came into existence back in the early 2000s as we recognized that the computing power uh, was increasing. It was doubling at a rate of every 18 months. It doubled. So that was, and the, and the, gentleman by the name of Moore was involved with, I believe it was Intel, and they, he made this statement that the um, computing power will continue to grow at a doubling rate every 18 months. Well, within, as the result of artificial intelligence, that has now been cut in half. The computing power is now doubling every nine months. So what brought us out of the subprime crisis and the, the, um, the dot-com bubble was computing power, technology. What will bring us out in, in the future? Technology. Technology will rescue us. Now, we have a bit of cleaning up to do, which will take some time. And this has to do, again, with liquidity. The, the companies need to continue to invest in technology. And what are the fields that they're going to invest in? I believe number one is biotech. What is biotech? Biotech is biology connect it with technology. How does the human body work? How do we make sure that we never have a virus again that puts us on our knees? That's biotechnology. We have a motive to create a change in our from health care to health cure so that we never have another virus, so that we never have this kind of threat on our economy again. We have a, 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 a demand to change the supply chain as we learn from the coronavirus that in fact, uh, we could, weren't making the things that we needed. We had farmed all that out for cheap labor 20 years ago, and we have to bring that supply chain back. And that will mean that we will get involved in replacing human beings through 3D printing and robotics. So they are going to be uh, a, 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 an increase. This was then brought to even closer attention as we went in the last, what is it, month now, since Russia, a country, a power, decided we're going to just go take care or take over a neighboring country because we want what they've got. 
And oh, by the way, we're going to finance our war by selling you our oil and natural gas because you are dependent on us, because you allowed your supply chain to get broken. And even you, the United States, we are supplying you 4% of your oil. So take that and see what you can do about it. We woke up in the last month. No, we woke up in the last two years that we have not been managing our affairs, namely our supply chain, and we now have a motive. And that is one of the things that are going to bring us out of this downturn if the liquidity remains available. That's the question right now. We're in a disaster mode but is the liquidity going to come? Then the whole, the thing that is truly driving all this, that may even trump the, that's an interesting use of words, the need for liquidity is artificial intelligence. And that's technology. That's what's going to turn this around. So where do you invest? I think I just told you technology, and every element of it. Then, and it's particularly driven by artificial intelligence. If you can see an area of technology that will benefit from artificial intelligence, that's where you spend your money. Where else do you spend your invest your money? Real estate. I've been saying this for the last two weeks. 90% of all millionaires in the world have made their millions out of real estate. So if you aren't involved in it, get involved in it. I have just created a course. I have just made it available. I'll put a link to where you can learn about it in the description. And, and that will be the second area of where you should invest your money. The other element about real estate, if you haven't recognized it, they aren't making any more. And there's 4 million home shortage in the United States that has to be supplied. Will that be an area of growth? It will overpower the growth needs. So you must, if you are a true investor, find your way into rental real estate. The other closing element that I would tell you is don't try to reinvent the wheel. Follow the money, follow the smart people, the people, the 90 percenters who made their millions in real estate, the, the, the investors in technology, follow them and you'll end up in the right destination. That's my take on the market and the need for liquidity. So stick with me. We're going to take this even further.